This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Do it for Andy. <laughs> do it for Andy, guys. Do it for Andy. Pixar kids, is, kids, Pixar kids, is all, kids. Do it for Andy. Yeah, do it for Andy. Pixar has also has always been really good about... Liam, at, Liam, do it for Andy. Do it for Andy. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name's Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. We have another podcast that just talks about movies. Today's episode is sponsored by Indiana Jones. Uh, apparently, he's a really big fan of the show. Yeah. Yeah, he paid us in Aztec artifacts. It's true. Yeah, there's a, also a big plate of monkey brains that I don't think we're going to touch. No. Our crafty station no, is, is horrifying this also, week. Also, That's a good thing because I've already ate them. <laughs> That's also, good. I think we're cursed now. So yeah. yeah. Um, today's episode is coming to you live from Elon Musk's greenhouse, where I'm pretty sure he doesn't know what weed is. No. Um, this is just oregano. A little bit of rosemary in there, too. Yeah, slightly. Oh, I found some cabbage. Oh, look at that. Yeah, good, good for us. Yeah, right screw on. you guys. I'm going to go visit Mr. Green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, characters um, and what makes a good character, some of our favorite characters from television, movies, comics, books, um, internet fan fiction, um, that sort of thing. Uh, as per usual, we're going to go right off the hop of what we watched this uh, this week, this past two weeks, this past month, whatever. So, <laughs> uh, as per usual again, we're going to let Lucas field it first. All right. Well, I, I, uh, I got around to seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hmm. It was fine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> has, some good, has some good moments, has some nice... Funny moments, some nice little heartfelt moments, but for the most part, it's it's okay. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I saw it in theaters, and I think it was the first bad movie I actually saw with my girlfriend. Oh. Um, before that, our I, track I don't record, think it's bad. I think it's just I think no. It's I'm saying fine. like compared to what we had seen. Oh yeah. Right. So before that, we'd seen like a, a lot of really good films, um, and then we saw Ant Man and the Wasp, and I was like, oh man, it ruined it completely <laughs> adequate. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's it's fine. It's um, better than the first. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed my time. I mean, I'm not going to go back anytime soon, but yeah. I enjoyed my time. Yeah, no, it didn't piss me off like the first one did, <laughs> but uh, I mean, well, them wasting Walton Goggins pissed me off. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't waste the gogs. Yeah, a little bit wasted there. Uh, but also, I also watched um, the majority of uh, Netflix's Castlevania series. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I, I watched, started watching it today. I have two episodes left. Okay. <laughs> How long is it? Uh, well, it's not that long. The first the first season was conceived of as a movie, so there's only four episodes. Oh, okay. And they're, okay. they're half-hour episodes, so it's not that long. Second season is eight episodes. Nice. Six episodes in. It is classic gothic horror. Nice, yeah. Like straight-up gothic horror. Sounds like is it super love. violent? Oh, yes. Nice, Very yeah. violent, very gory. At one point, the main character whips a guy in the face and his eye comes out. Cool. It's great. <laughs> See, and it's like pretty classic Castlevania, right? Like yes. Simon Belmont and yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah, or his name is Trevor Belmont in this one. Ooh, and uh, the villain is of course uh, Dracula. But is it so? Is it a sequel to the video game series? I have or? never played any Castlevania game, so I have no idea. Okay, but it cool. Is, it says at the beginning of every episode based on the video game series by Konami. Okay, but uh, it it is a lot of fun. It it uh, like a classic gothic horror, like I said, vampires, demons, uh, monsters, stuff like that. The church plays a very big role, and it's I don't want to spoil anything about it because I went in knowing nothing and I've just been delighted by it. Nice. I mean, so, uh, if yeah. I was bigger on anime and that sort of thing, yeah. I think I'd probably watch it's, it. It's it's sort of anime style ish. Um, I guess it kind of is, but I don't know. It's it's sort of its own thing. It's not is really it, anime. Is it? From America or I think so, yeah. okay, okay. And then maybe I'm I'm more yeah, likely star, to watch stars, it. Stars uh, Richard Armitage. Who's that? Uh, he played Thorn Oakenshield in The Hobbit. 
and the red okay. Nazi yep, yep, and yep. Captain America, the first Avenger. Yep, yep, nice. Yep, yep. Hmm. You can trust a guy who played a Nazi. <laughs> um, I watched uh, mid '90s, uh, okay. the Jonah Hill uh, directorial debut. Oh. Um, I watched it in California, uh, ironically enough, because uh, it's a movie about Cal- uh, Southern California in the mid '90s. Uh, it's very well done. Okay. It's it's you will hate it. <laughs> you will not like it, Lucas. Um, so really far, what I've it. noticed, um, any A twenty four movie you you don't like very right, much. A twenty four. A twenty four. They made Lady Bird. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They've done uh, uh, it. It comes at night is another oh, one. Okay. They've they're, they're right now they're kind of banging them out like crazy. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't think you would like it very okay. much. <laughs> uh, it's shot in four by three, so it's a it's a square. Uh, which I didn't know when I went into it. Um, and so when it started, I was like, oh, oh okay, I got to get used to this for a second. Yeah. Um, it's also, I believe it's shot on 16 mil. Um, mm. So it's really grainy at parts, and you can see like the dirt and shit on the film. And I'm like, mm, that's mm. the good shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very masterfully directed, Okay. Um, which is crazy considering it's his first film. There's not a lot of like very... Um, out there shots or anything like that and the cinematography is pretty simple but that kind of leads to the mid-90s feel of the mm-hmm. film and uh the performances are just exceptional like uh the kid who plays sunny uh sorry his name's sunny the kid who plays stevie um is he's he's only like 12 or 13 in real life and he is just acting his ass off nice. he's he's very um quiet and cold um, but when he's around his friends in the film, he's really, really lively and, and, and that sort of thing. Also, has Catherine Watterson in it, um, and she's really good. Even though she only has a couple of scenes, she plays their mother. Um, and like I said, she only's got a couple of scenes, but the scenes that she's, she is in are um, really well done. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of moments where it's so brutally honest. Um, like there's monologues that aren't very like art, artsy-fartsy and bullshitty. There's one bit where um, uh, this character is just saying, you know, if you had the choice, uh, the, the option to look in someone else's closet and compare your shit to their shit, would you trade it? Would you trade anything? Mm. And he just says it so simply and like a teenager that it really plays to your your heartstrings. Okay. Anyway, really good film. Lucas will probably hate it. Liam <laughs> might gonna, like it. Sorry, I was gonna say that it's Jonah Hill's directorial debut. Yes. Yeah, because like I know. Like, that's what kind of has me really intrigued. I've been told he directs the crap out of it. Yeah, he does a really good job. Um, like, because there was a movie way back in, like, the earlier part of this decade that he was going to direct, but it never got made. It was called, like, The Kitchen Sig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also binged Parks and Recreation when I was in California. Oh, yeah. Any chance that I got to watch that show, I was watching it because we don't have it on Canadian Netflix, which, if you haven't heard our last episode, it's all about Netflix, go back and listen to that. Um... Great show. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Can, I, can I go back and uh, say one one little thing? Yes. Sure. Okay. This will be very quick. And uh, by the time this comes out, this will have, have happened like a month ago, but there's a new trailer for How to Train Your Dragon 3, and I cried. Move on. <laughs> I still have not seen any of those movies. Well, I've wanted to. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them either. I've heard they're really good, though. Oh, they're so good. Uh, what have you seen? Um, I Well, I've, based off of uh, a few episodes ago, I went and I finally watched Annihilation. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and did, I did loved it. Did we talk about that it already? Good. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I watched might. it a couple weeks yeah. ago. You did, right? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, like, uh, I was intrigued to go see it. I wanted to see him in the theater, but I couldn't get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is because I have so much respect for uh, Alex Garland mm-hmm. as a uh, writer. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he made Dread co- Judge Dread cool again. Yeah, 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 he, he uh, um, like, Ex Machina was my favorite film of 2015. Mm-hmm. Also an A24 film, by the way. Oh, I actually like that one. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, I like it because Alex Garland proves that we can still make, like, super cerebral sci-fi oh yeah without it just being like action and action alone yeah i don't i don't think that was ever actually in doubt personally but go on um yeah. i don't know i felt like it, there's been a shortage like we took star trek and we turned it into a teenage action movie yeah um and That's like funny. uh I, and i feel like a lot of studios are really scared to uh really go like that but now we're starting to get films like annihilation and uh arrival mm-hmm. and uh so i have a lot of respect for for that um I also liked uh, that pretty much the entire cast is women. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of really, really great performances. Yeah, like I thought uh, Tessa Thompson was like exceptional in that movie. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee was great. Yeah. Uh, um, Oscar Isaac was great for the little bits he's in it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Natalie Portman was. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's ranking so far. It's ranking pretty high on my favorites of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I'm probably going to by the end of the year. Yeah, I highly recommend it, it. By the end, it gets pretty mind bending. It's it does. pretty uh, That's like very psychedelic. <laughs> I've seen I've That's seen one way to put it, yeah. some stills and that sort of thing, and like the that the wall or whatever looks mm-hmm. really funky, and just like the. Colors they, they, they call it the shimmer. The shimmer, yeah. yes. Yeah. And the, the colors don't look like any colors I've ever seen before. No, it's incredible. Cool. Yeah, no, it's uh you know, I mean like if Alex Garland keeps this up, I'm I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else have you seen? Um and uh the only other real thing I've watched is I broke the month of October. I just rewatched a bunch of uh my favorite horror films. Yeah, you watch, you said you watched Halloween. Right? Yeah, well I finally rewatched Halloween for the first time and I mean, almost a decade. Like, I'd see parts of it on TV each year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, uh, I forgot just how great of a movie it is. It is my favorite horror film. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's definitely earned its... Well, defined a genre, and it's definitely earned its reputation. Yeah. I think part of why we've never really been able... Well, I haven't seen the new one yet. We haven't really been able to get a great sequel. Yeah. Is because the first one was just too good. Mm. It's like... Uh, Amber's also uh, the fact that I'd argue I think Michael Myers is a little bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I can't wait to see the, the sequel, the, this most recent sequel. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. A uh, movie called Halloween um, that's a sequel to a movie called Halloween. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that, a lot of people have, have already mentioned yeah. that, so I don't think we should dive too have, hard. Have, yes. you guys, uh, have you guys heard of the Slash Street Boys? No. No, it's it's this thing on YouTube. Uh, it's a bunch of horror movie villains, including Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy, uh, Leatherface, and Ghostface. They're the they're the Backstreet Boys, and they're singing "I Want It That Way," except I'll kill you that way. Uh, <laughs> how does Michael sing? I think he just does. Weird. I thought and he was just like. Mm-hmm, no, no. Mm-hmm. Freddy has a pretty great part where like Leatherface starts singing. He's like got a southern accent, and he's like all doing country. And Freddy's like, "No, no, no, none of this backwoods bullshit, Jason." Uh, Michael, take it back, and the cans and it pans over, and they're they're like doing the boy band thing. It's pretty funny. That's I mean, clever. Freddy Krueger is my favorite movie slasher. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he's something. I was gonna watch Nightmare on Elm Street, but then it was two and a half hours. It's a like, long oh, wow. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I always kind of forget that it's that long. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street growing up left me with many sleepless nights, <laughs> as it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that was that's pretty much the gist of what I watched. Cool. Right on. So. Uh, just kind of natural transition. Let's make it awkward. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about characters and that sort of yep. thing. So before we really dive too far into um, um, people that we consider, or 
characters that we consider some of the best. Uh, what do you guys think makes a good character? I think it all uh, depends on the story and the, the plot. Like, uh, I personally, my favorite types of characters are heroes and villains, because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm basic. <laughs> uh, and but I just like, love characters. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think it all just depends. I, um, I genuinely don't really have much more to say. Do you yeah, think um, a character makes a story, or a story makes a character? It depends. So, um, like, give me an example of, of a character that you think makes the story. Uh, we're probably going to talk about him later, but Lou Bloom, yes. Nightcrawler. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and then what about one that's a character that, or sorry, a story that makes the character? Luke Skywalker. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm a fan of like uh, where um, I was aware of a uh, story is very much like your care. Like, I feel like character and story are. I like it when we're kind of like just a almost like this eternal dance, like a yin yang. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, uh, so like they both kind of complement each other. Um, I also have the opinion that, a gr- like in the case of film, that there are, ca- there are characters where I'm sure they're nothing on the page, but a lot of it just comes from a performance. From oh, performance, yeah. totally. oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I don't, like, because there's that saying where they say like a great, uh, was it a great actor can make, can turn a good character into a great character. Right. Yeah. Well, someone like Norman Bates. Yeah. Like, right. like Norman Bates on, pa- on paper is kind of nothing, but it's not until Anthony Perkins really brings it to screen and, and oh, creates yeah. that character, right? He made um, that character. For me, I love I love characters that really go through uh, an extensive change, that mm. grow and mature as an individual. Having said that, some of my favorite characters are also people that don't change whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. the dude. Right. Like the dude, <laughs> right? The dude doesn't change. Yeah. He goes in stoned, he leaves stoned. <laughs> the dude right? uh, in, in the first Back to the Future, Martin McFly doesn't have an arc. Uh, or I mean, uh, I'm, I'm then, like in the second, of. third one, they has the "Don't call me chicken" thing. But yeah, like, but that's one. And that one I, I don't know. I think Marty, Marty learns to appreciate things differently. I think uh, he learns at the end a... of the film. Although the the lesson is is mixed up and messy, but still, I I personally think that Marty does grow as a character. Yeah. But I think uh, Marty... I've seen that movie a million times, <laughs> Lucas. I think a big part of Marty there is that he um is that he kind of learns to appreciate his parents better and realize that like. They were young ones too. Yeah, I guess that's true. But also, he loses his original parents and is found with new ones, so he doesn't know. So you know, that's weird. Right. Well, you just fucking ruined Back <laughs> to the Future, Lucas. Uh, no. Well, a character archetype that I'm always a really big su- sucker for, like what always just hits me the hardest, is when it's is when you have like this completely just broken person who like uh, kind of like just comes around in the end. Mm. Like even if like uh, like or even if they don't come around and like they just they do the right thing in the end. Or, like, they at least get for a moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing I'm a sucker for. Right. Because, okay. like, uh, you guys should know by now, whimsy and stuff drives me crazy. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> so, like, who? So, uh, give us an example of someone that you feel, like, is a broken character and then slowly gets redeemed over time. Um, I feel like, for the course of Logan, uh, mm-hmm. Logan's a pretty broken mess of a, of a person. Oh, yeah, yes. totally. He's almost kind of a son of a bitch in some regard. <laughs> hey, he's kind of an asshole. Um, and then, like, but in the end, like, he... He makes the right choice and he comes around to me and he gets his moment of clarity. Yeah. A lot of Westerns have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, Luke in The Last Jedi very much fits that. Yeah, yes. totally. And like, in fact, uh, like things like that, like both uh, those are reasons why I found, why I kind of find The Last Jedi and Logan just very inspiring in the end. Um, yeah, like because that's right that's the stuff that really inspires me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's really important for characters to, to be relatable, obviously. 
Um, I think that's one of the most that's when you're writing a screenplay or writing a, a character in general, they have to have some sort of relay re- relatability um, to anyone. Mm-hmm. Like it, I mean, it, you don't have to be relatable to everyone. That's yeah, impossible. You can't, yeah. Um, like I can't even think of one character that is relatable to everyone mm-hmm. on the planet. Um, but finding a niche and, and applying yourself to that, like, um, I guess someone like Batman, right? Batman could kind of arguably be considered a character that could be relatable to everybody, mm-hmm. right? Well, a lot of it is since he's in the comic book medium, there are so many different incarnations of Batman, That's true. and everybody kind of comes in with their own different take. Yeah, we should get Batman out of the way right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> uh, just but just think about it. He's fucking Batman. Yeah, he's we Batman. were we when we conceived the idea for of of this episode, I initially said no Batman. And then I wrote my list. First one I wrote on the list was Batman. <laughs> so I was like, this is a good place to start. Batman's great. I think Batman is a very strong uh, character with a lot of flaws um, mm-hmm. and is also very broken, but very heroic and willing to do what's good and do what's right. He's yeah. also just really fucking cool. Yeah, he has he's a, very he's fucking has cool. He has a drive that's just infectious and like yeah. just so fascinating. He's also a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. Batman also, can be such a dick. He's also insane. Yeah, he's yeah, crazy. Batman, he's a crazy person. Yeah, like he, he's not. He's. I saw this really great uh, uh, comic. It was just a, a, a one sheet, but it was of Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, and they're all holding the lasso of truth. And uh, uh, Wonder Woman's like, "I am Diana Prince of of Themyscira," and then it's it's I am Clark Kent of of Smallville, and it's just like I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, that's yeah, all that's, he that's says. Yeah. Also, Bruce Wayne is the alter ego. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a number of people who argue that like uh that they question Batman as a character because they think his morality is broken so he's a super rich guy who goes around and beats up crazy people and mentally ill. I'm like, well, he's also pretty mentally ill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, it's definitely. like, you know, if you have two chickens and they're both crazy, make them fight. Whatever. <laughs> you know? For um, for the entertainment of millions. Yes, this podcast does not support cockfighting. You know? um, Unless we got some money riding on it. I gotta, sorry guys, I gotta check my phone. Um, what kind of cockfight? <laughs> since I brought up the uh, incarnation thing, uh Lucas, what would you say is your favorite incarnation of Batman? Oof. Um that's tough. You I really mean, only have a movie Yeah, Batman I only have fan. the movie movie versions and then like the animated series and everything, but uh, I, I I really love the Michael Keaton and the Kevin Conroy versions. Mm-hmm. I like I like Christian Bale fine as Batman, but uh, he's fine. Yeah, he's <laughs> fine. Um, I'm a big fan of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Batman. Uh, that's my definitive Batman. Okay. Um, this comic book Batman, but he's dope as fuck. Yeah, he's a bomb and bombing ass bitch. <laughs> uh, well, Christian and I were both reading uh, Snyder and Capullo's run as it was coming out. Yeah. Um, like my favorite is the animated series. Like I think Kevin Conroy is the goddamn Batman. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like with Keaton, I I like him as Batman, but I don't like him as Bruce Wayne. I agree. Much. I agree. Like with Batman, it's just when he's Batman, he has this confidence where like he walks into a room and like when as soon as he enters, the fight is over. He mm-hmm. just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Since, okay. since we're talking about Batman, we might as well talk about the Joker. Uh, yeah, I was a little uh, apprehensive. <laughs> I do think the Joker is one of the best villains ever put on paper, conceived, mm-hmm. um, but only because of Batman. Yes. If if he yes. did not, if he existed on his own, he would be just another psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah him like because him and Batman parallel each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, the other thing with the Joker is that like he. 
uh, was it he's a perfect example of when I talk about like insane clowns and stuff where I think they should be just as funny as they are terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. that's like because it gets to a point where like you're or just go out of your way to try and make clowns so scared of them like you're a clown. Yeah, you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to be funny. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole premise. If a clown is supposed to make you laugh, even if that laugh is out of terror. Yeah, like because mm-hmm. that um, like because especially with Mark Hamill's Joker, mm-hmm. he um, like uh, he can be shit your pants funny, but he's also can scare a piss out of he's you. He's also yeah. shit your pants scary. Yeah, yeah like he yeah, yeah. Uh, he just yeah. makes you shit your pants one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, it's like and then and, Batman's there to clean it up. <laughs> and like with the Joker, there's so many different incarnations. Like uh, for a while, like he started off as like a gangster, and he was kind of like just a goofball. And then he, in recent years, he's become almost more of an anarchist. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the Dark Knight's ver- case, a terrorist. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Also, also, Mark Hamill, best Joker. Yes. I would agree. In yeah. fact, yeah. Uh, yeah. from yeah, what totally. I understand, when they were animating him, they would record him while he was recording his lines, and they'd base some of the uh, the animations around Yeah, because apparently <laughs> when he would record, he was very animated. Yeah, right? well, you kind of have to be. Yeah, yeah. Like he, uh, <laughs> You know, he brings, ju- with just his voice, he brought so much uh, personality and so mm-hmm. much, like, uh, I was it, energy to the character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. All right, uh, that's Batman. Done. Yeah, yeah, Batman. Done. Now we Moving never on. talk about Batman ever again. <laughs> what is Batman? Um, Batman. Uh, on a, uh, Batman. So Sorry. you did a, you did a, a great uh, little voice there, Lucas, because <laughs> Caesar. Yeah, yeah. Caesar. Caesar and Koba. Caesar and Koba from the Planet of the Apes. We talked right. about Planet of the Apes already. Mm-hmm. We did a, ret- a kind of a retrospective, I guess, yeah. um, of the Planet of the Apes uh, series. Well, I think, what did we talk about? We just did Planet of the Apes, yeah. right? Yeah, we spent most of our time on Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yes, but yeah. yes. But uh, I think Caesar is another one of those characters where it's, it's, it's hard to not consider him one of the strongest ones that has come out in yes. the past decade. You yeah, know? I agree. He's he's like he's sort of an archetype in that, especially like in Dawn and War, he is the archetype of like the king. Mm-hmm. Like he is an extremely strong king and like a good leader. And yeah, you don't really into, see that a whole lot. No, totally not in Hollywood. It gets into the whole thing of like, can you be a, a good leader but also be a good person? Yes. Right. Or in his case, and, well, yeah. Yeah. In most in most cases, if somebody's a leader, they're corrupted somehow. Yes. Or they're they're they find a corruption finds them somehow. Yeah. That doesn't happen for Caesar, mm-hmm. right? He is from. Uh, there's, there's sort of a. That's sort of what the third one is. Kind he of. It faces a little bit of the of the darker corruption, but again, like like you you say, uh, gets his moment of clarity at the end. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I mean, even in Dawn, like uh, he's like a, uh, what is it? Like he is. He's trying to do what's right for his people, but he's mm-hmm. also trying to be like a good person. Yeah. Like he does. Ape. Good ape. Yeah. Like he does bring in like. Uh, like even like he admits his faults when he's wrong. Like uh, yeah. he uh, does learn to trust like Malcolm and uh, mm-hmm. and Ellie. He he realizes that he's he's been judging humans unfairly, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like uh, with like uh, and like like him uh, or Malcolm, like him. They they just both they just both want to survive and protect their families. Yeah, yeah exactly. And 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 Koba is a great uh, parallel for him. Yes, exactly. Like they are both equally concerned about the same thing yeah yeah they're both they both want the same things but i think the biggest difference between them is caesar is able to recognize his faults where koba can't right yeah, like, like koba is uh koba is essentially a radicalist yeah yeah and like a warmonger yeah, right and a, a bigot basically. Yeah, yeah yeah essentially yeah he he's racist yeah and right? it, it all comes down to that one line that i, I talked about on the last time we talked about planet days but caesar weak koba weaker Right. Yeah. Yes. That that perfectly encapsulates everything about those two characters. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I mean, it's hard not to talk about other great characters in the Ape series. We've already talked about them, but mm-hmm. like you know, Maurice and like yeah. that sort of thing. We have a lot of really really strong characters in that franchise that really 
show different aspects of society and, and like the levels at which people think mm-hmm. and, yeah, like, and you know where racial tension and where societal tension really are happening and occurring and uh, Caesar kind of overseeing that and trying to find peace among everybody but then finally realizing it's impossible mm-hmm. like and, and accepting that and being like yeah. okay he, he, he breaks Caesar breaks his uh, his most cardinal cardinal rule ape not kill ape he has to yeah if he doesn't if Koba doesn't die Shit's gonna keep happening. Exactly. Koba's just gonna come back and start the thing again. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Noah. Uh, I think the the smartest thing the Apes movies made in in when they rebooted uh, was that they put the focus in the right places. Like they put the focus on their characters and their stories. Yes. Like, and they also became like kind of politically relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they did. <laughs> yeah, like well, like because uh, what is it? Like war can easily be seen with like uh, building the wall as like a. Uh, what's going on in america right now yeah, totally. no no yeah definitely but also parallels a lot of like um shakespeare well even well i wasn't gonna say yeah, shakespeare yeah. but i was gonna say you know like the berlin wall and like that sort of stuff and and the yeah, ideas political of like tension. yeah political tension isolation and that a sort of thing yeah and while we're on uh apes a little bit i'm gonna take us back to uh 1960 or whatever 1969 is when the first one came out right uh taylor from the original, the main, ca- the main character. Charlton Heston. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He's actually a really interesting character. It's one you don't see very often because he is actually very, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? He's like anti-establishment. He's anti-humanity, basically. Right. <laughs> his, his whole uh, opening monologue in the first one is about uh, how he's kind of glad that he's away from Earth now. About hmm. how uh, he, he wants, he, he sends like a message back. He's like, uh, Does hum- do, do we still kill our brothers over land or, or the, the gods we believe in or whatever? And that's something, not something you really see very often yeah, in big that, budget movies. Especially something that, like you said, big budget films, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it's something that a lot of people don't want to tackle because they, they're afraid of rebellion. Yeah. Right? Afraid of people being anti-establishment, being uh, like uh, anti-social and like yeah. that sort of thing. There's even a scene where one of the astronauts uh, plants an American flag in the ground and Taylor just laughs. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's yeah a really totally. Kinda, it's a, the shot's a bit dated. It's a little bit cringy awkward but it, it still works and it communicates exactly what charlton hessen's character taylor believes totally um on the note of, of sci-fi um it'd be hard for us not to talk about ripley oh yeah ripley um, i have alien. ripley on there also um i know you're not a big fan of alien yeah but and i can't speak for you but i i think it's hard to say that ripley's not a strong um feminine character Oh, you know, she's or, definitely a strong. And character. not even just feminine character, just like character in general. Yeah. Like a, a and and for it, when did Alien come out? Seventy nine. So yeah, seventy nine. Yeah, for them to be doing um such strong female led films at that point, fucking impossible. Yeah, like because without Rip, we wouldn't have. I don't think we'd have like Sarah Connor. No, or Buffy, or yeah. Mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like because Ripley also like, one thing that drives me crazy with strong female characters is when um you uh is when you make them, like, so strong that they lose every bit of her femininity. And I feel like Ripley still has her femininity. Yeah, totally. Um, like, yeah. she, like, by the second one, she's a, she's a mother, essentially. Yeah, yeah, totally. She, oh, yeah. yeah, she adopts um, Newt. Newt and that sort of thing. Get it, away from her, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Great line. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is about that line, but it just hits the right notes. It's Sigourney Weaver's delivery. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> and, and Sigourney Weaver's a great actress yes. as well. Or actor, you know, um, just in general. Um, but yeah, Ripley is, is so strong and, and drives that franchise, even in the bad ones, you mm-hmm. know, like the character is really the reason why you're there. Cause you want to make sure that she survives and you want to see 
the extent of her of her labor, you know, mm -hmm. the it fruits of her labor. It also helps that she is actually genuinely scared as these things are going on. She's not like she's not the Terminator. She's uh, yeah. She, she's she's like kind of like John McClane, except there's aliens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, on on a note of another sci-fi thing, um, Hal from yeah. 2001. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes, and I've, I I've told Hal. Christian this a million times about Hal, but if 2001 A Space Odyssey were just a 30-minute short film completely about Hal, it would probably be one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hal, Hal is, is so strong. He's, he's a, a, like I said before, the reason why to watch that film. Oh, he, yeah. He's really? also just everything humanity is incarnate, everything scary about humanity. Exactly, yeah. He, like, he, he is, based, he's a person. Yeah, I would say like, so. Yeah, like, uh, like, cause how his whole thing is his fear of death. Yeah, like that. That's that's his striving motivation, basically. Yeah, like throughout the most as it, that, as most it is for part. most uh, androids and robots, really, because mm -hmm. they're like the one way that the human species and the one way that the robot uh, or robotic species can can extend itself, destroy all humans. Yeah. Right. And so he's like, and the best, it's survival of the fittest is ultimately what he's yeah, all about. Yeah, like he, he knows that the humans are planning to turn him off, and mm -hmm. they, that's death for him. Right. Yeah, he's also, uh, like, by the end, he's pretty much begging for his life, but yeah. he's still yeah. speaking in, like, that eternal it's monotone. It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, he's got a very <laughs> tragic death. I'm scared, Dave. Which is sad, considering he's essentially the villain mm -hmm. of that film, but his death is so tragic. And, and it is. And he, you know, when he's singing Daisy, Daisy, mm -hmm. and, like, that sort of stuff, like... Don't kill me, Dave. Yeah. I'm, afraid, <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. Yeah, yeah. that's a great line. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah, great no, uh, like, like, cause I'm not the. I do. I respect 2001 a lot more than I like it. Mm -hmm. But all, everything I like from it comes from Hal. Yeah, yeah that, that I, I love section. the second half of that movie. The mm -hmm. first half is like a little. Uh, it's slow. It's dull. It's slow, but. Um, I love that movie Inside and Out, but I do agree that from the mid the midpoint on, when you're on the space station, that's the like that's the reason to watch yeah. that film. I'm, I know I'm, usually, a I'm usually a huge fan of Apes, but like the first 20 minutes of that movie is a little much. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> any any Kubrick fan right now is probably fucking wanting to murder us. So please, <laughs> if you want to send hate mail, it's thunderlizardfilms at gmail.com. Um, I was gonna. It's not sci-fi, but I was gonna bring up just another like more iconic character, one who's one of my personal favorites. And that's uh, Ash from the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to put Ash down, but I knew you were going to talk about him. Ash <laughs> is great. Yeah, the thing with Ash is that, like, uh, I was it, he's... That was it. He's a total badass, but he's also an idiot. He's dumb as a rock. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot, very much so. Which is weird, because in the first movie, he's really not he's that dumb. He's just kind of a victim. Yeah, he's just there. He's just dealing with it. And then, you know, Evil Dead 2 and so on and so forth. It's just like... All right, let's ham it up with this dude. Yeah, Even like, in Ash yeah. versus Evil Dead. Yeah, it's right. like when you when you see him, I'm like, yep, this is exactly how I would see Ash. At like 30. the first episode, the first scene within the first thirty seconds of you seeing him, he's putting on a girdle. <laughs> um, uh, I also love how like uh, like he's stupid in the sense, but he's also very resourceful. Like his the stupid part comes from like his first instinct when his hand is possessed. Or like when he, where, where there's a demon just hanging out in his hand is just to chainsaw it off. Um, <laughs> but then he's, uh, um, but then he's, but he's also smart enough and resourceful enough to like turn, make a uh, chainsaw that he could wear. And yeah. like in so, Army of Darkness, he turns his his car into like this cool uh, whirly bird of death. And... Yeah. He's clever. I wouldn't necessarily say he's smart, but mm -hmm. he is clever. Um, mm -hmm. Like he and like stupid things like forgetting the words to <laughs> was it to the book? Or oh like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, again, he's, 
he's really smart, but but he's not. He's <laughs> no. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and Bruce Campbell obviously is a big part of why Ash is as memorable as he is. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, I love Ash. <laughs> uh, one of the characters on my list uh, is it's from a movie you guys haven't seen. Rise Train Dragon. Mm. Yes. Hiccup, uh, Hiccup Horrendous Haddock the Third is oh. his full name. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is that the dragon? No, that is the main character, Hiccup. Ah, yes. Uh, played by Jay, Jay Baruchel. But uh, the reason I, I love Hiccup so much is uh, I kind of relate to him on like a deep personal level. Because like, um, he kind of, he was an apple that fell a little far from the tree, uh, the way I see it. And that's kind of where I fell as well. So bruised. <laughs> <laughs> and just he, he he doesn't really fit in too much with his family. He's got a lot of very different strengths and weaknesses and whatnot. I was born in the family that's very into like sports and the trades, and I'm like I like books and computers. <laughs> uh, and Hiccup is born in the Viking family, so you know about killing dragons and like weapons and shit. And Hiccup's just like I build things. Right. Like, I built a little catapult thing. It's neat. Uh, but like he's he's and he's an outcast. But like uh, he's never trying to be anyone other than who he is. But like he's always trying, he's trying to do the things his family does, but in his way. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's, trying that's to find his way told. in yeah, the world. Yeah. Exactly. And then and, and then realizes his... partway through the film, uh, with Toothless the dragon and everything that like, he's not like them. He's different. Right. And which I don't know for for me as like an outcast growing up, that was something I could relate to on a deep level. I mean, right. And and so sounds relatable to me. <laughs> what is what, I'm curious, like, what is their relationship like, like? Uh, like uh, toothless and uh, hiccup. Oh, basic. Basically, they're um, well. They they end up being like the best of friends. Basically, they right. they have a deep bond and uh, they're best friends. Starting out though, hiccup shoots him down because like toothless is a night fury, mysterious type of dragon that no one's ever really seen. Uh, hiccup goes out there with his little net catapult thing, shoots him down. No one believes him, of course. He goes out there, finds him all tangled up, and is about to kill him, but has like the Stroke of mercy and decides to let him uh, loose instead. But the uh, the catapult damaged his tail. He can no longer fly. So Hiccup has to build him a prosthetic. Basically. Ooh. Huh. Yeah. What that's, a heartwarming little story. Yeah, it's, and it also has a really nice father-son story as well. Yeah, I've been told. Like outside of the. Yes. The, okay. Yeah, between I've been Hiccup told and his that, father uh, I don't know. I've been told that it's kind of like uh, people who have seen the movie have kind of described it like my relationship with my dad. Mm. Where it's like... Uh, his dad clearly loves the crap out of him, yes, but uh, he does. but he just doesn't understand him. No, that's exactly what it is, and that's sort of what that's one of the emotional cores of the movie. The re- the relationship between Toothless and his dad, and or not Toothless and his dad, Hiccup and his dad, and Hiccup and Toothless are the two like cores of the movie. Okay, that's cool. I I was just going to mention another partnership that I love in films as well. That's why I asked you about that. Was you know Woody and Buzz. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, uh, those are two people who very similar are, are have a very similar relationship at the beginning, where it's just like, you know, I don't. They don't want to help each other. No. They don't want to be there for each other, but then eventually it gets to a point where they they have to um, build a bond to rescue each other and get back to Andy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like Woody originally uh, in the in Toy Story was a was a complete fucking prick. Yeah. Like he was a 
complete asshole. Um, like I think tries to murder Buzz multiple times. Yeah, he does. He actually yeah. does. Like even na- even him. still in the film, he tries to murder him a number yeah. of times. Or he doesn't really try to murder him. It's just unfortunate that it came across that way. Right, and and Buzz is he was definitely just, trying to get rid of him though. Yeah. yeah, totally. And Buzz is just blissfully ignorant, not willing yeah. to change. Not neither of them are willing to change until they finally realize, you know, where they really stand in mm. the world, um, which is a great message for kids. I think where yeah, it's just it like sometimes you just gotta. You know, get the stick out of your ass mm-hmm. um, and do it for Andy. Yeah. <laughs> do it for Andy, guys. Do it for Andy. Pixar kids, is, kids, Pixar kids, is all, kids, do it for Andy. Yeah, do it for Andy. Pixar is also has always been really good about... Liam, uh, Liam, do it for Andy. Do it for Andy. <laughs> Pixar has always been really good about, uh, like, uh, making, like, uh, good duos and character relationships. Mm-hmm, like, right. you think of, like, Woody and Buzz or... Um, Literally Joy and Sadness. Yeah, and... Yeah, joy, uh, oh, boy. Um, uh, Mike and Sully. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Mike and Sully, or even um, kicking it to Disney, Max and Goofy Goof. Yeah, you were on my list, and I have. I'm glad how, we, I got that I transition. How did I know that was coming? Oh man, <laughs> I fucking love a Goofy movie. I don't think I've said that on this podcast yet, mm. but I adore that film. It's a pretty awesome movie. It is, you know, it's I it, arguably I think it's the best Disney film that came out of the '90s. Um, uh, I disagree, but I mean, Beauty and the Beast, save for Beauty and the Beast and a couple <laughs> of other ones, because that's a masterpiece in its own. But uh, a Goofy movie is a movie that's about father and son relationships, which is something that they don't really play with very much in Disney. It's usually about you know uh, broken relationships, yeah. which I guess you, a, a usually Goofy the movie parents is. are dead. Yeah, usually, yeah, <laughs> so one or both. Never or die. They're yeah. dead, which happens in a Goofy movie. It's 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 kind of explained that uh, Goofy's wife is dead. There's a scene where mm-hmm. Goofy is actually looking at a picture of of his family. You don't actually see the photo, but it's very heart wrenching. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to see. But um, Ma- I think Max is one of the and Goofy. You know, there's a couple bad values that happen in that film because like. Max really only learns how to love his dad after screwing him over multiple times, <laughs> like changing the map, deciding to take the uh, the wrong turn, um, mm-hmm. that sort of that sort of thing. But and, at the end, Goofy still loves him, and Goofy still loves him, and Max loves his dad at the end too. Mm-hmm. Um, don't watch an extremely Goofy movie because it's, it's just a rehash. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> it's the same fucking movie. It's like my dad's weird, gosh. Um, but uh, you know, I love I love Goofy as as a character in general because he is also one of those characters that's just so blissfully ignorant mm-hmm. you know in, in earlier stories um in a goofy movie he's he's just like a, a dad single dad doing his fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor, poor yeah no it's like uh yeah it's yeah it's like I'm, i have a pretty cool dad yeah yeah. yeah um you know uh oh man that was a line from guardians of the galaxy too it was yeah um but like uh uh, here's a duo that I love that, but I'd argue, but I think it's a music cousin relationship is so fucked up and toxic. Sean and Ed. No. Oh. Uh, Bo. Yes, Bo. I. <laughs> Bo's friendship is also kind of beautiful, yeah. uh, in a way. Um, Beavis and Butthead. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, I, had, I, I totally spaced out on that. I, I had a feeling you were gonna say something along those lines. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah, they're like uh, they have like those. They have a very toxic friendship. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, they do not support each other. Yeah, but it's like. But they're also, like, the perfect showcase for what was wrong with kids in the 90s or, like, the worst of kids. <laughs> they do what they're told from TV. They mm. bully each other and um, beat each other up. Like, there was even that, throughout the 90s, there was that whole thing where, like, par- 
PTA groups were trying to get them uh, uh, get them off television. It's like, oh, I don't like that these kids are playing with firecrackers. And, uh, yeah. Uh, or like Beavis paints a cat's butt. Or... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's an episode. He literally grabs up a cat and uh, was it? They get like, they're painting a guy's house and they get like high off of the fumes. And Beavis just grabs his cat with a roller and just paints its butt. Nah, <laughs> it's like, what it's a weird. show. Um, you know, um, the more we talk about this, the more I'm realizing I love um, a goofy wild man and a straight man. Yeah. that's I love that that dynamic. Classic yeah, like comedy. Shaun of the Dead, you have a... Well, I mean, I wouldn't call Shaun especially responsible, but he's more responsible than Ed. He's more responsible Compared than Ed. Compared to Ed, he's very responsible. <laughs> yeah. Wallace and Gromit, you mm-hmm. know, like, um, Gr- uh, Wallace is just kind of foolish. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's so bro- brilliant. He's an inventor and that sort of stuff, but in reality, Gromit's the one who like really saves the day. Marty and Doc, you know, eccentric, yep. Ex- yep. eccentric old man with his crazy teenage friend, um, <laughs> with weird dynamic. Uh, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, Lilo was Lilo's the straight man. Although, honestly, Lilo was a great character too. She yes, she is an she outcast. Is. Mm-hmm. She is Lilo is one of the best kid characters yeah. I was ever yeah. put out, and that's amazing. It's a realistic kid. It's yeah. amazing that Disney managed that because usually their kid characters range from okay to really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and Stitch is just super funny as well. Yeah, yeah, um, this is a crazy alien. How? Thanks, Lilo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, one. Uh, all right, are, are we going to talk about Lou Bloom now? Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I was just frantically gesturing to Lucas to be like, Lucas, I want to hear a character yeah. from your list. Uh, which I probably just could have said out loud instead yeah, of just yeah. pointing at you wildly. Yeah. I, I knew what you were trying to get across, but I decided to make it awkward. And now it is time to talk about our good friend, Louis Bloom. Yeah, Lou Bloom. Bloom. Man, that guy is crazy. Yeah, he's 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 a great villain. Yeah, despite being the the protagonist. Yeah, Liam and I yeah. watched Nightcrawler a little while ago. Yeah. Um, did, I don't know if we mentioned that on the last podcast, but it's uh, it's something. It is. It, it is quite the film. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance is one of the best performances I've seen in a very yeah, long he, time. Yeah, he disappears into that role. He does. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. No, he uh, like I don't even know how to describe Lou. It's like uh, like he's I don't just either. Yeah, no, it's like, no he's, he's a fox. He's a he's, he's a, a hungry coyote. He's, he's a coyote. That's he the is one. he is a sociopath without being like a psychopath. Right. Yes. Like he, he, does, he does some he, psychopathic stuff. Oh no, he but. does definitely. It's just he. The main thing is he does not at all understand the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. Right. Like, to him, he's he's a chaotic neutral character. And that's why like, when he straight up when he asks somebody what he should do, he does it to the T. Yeah. He does everything exactly the way that he was told, and then when somebody questions him, he's like, "That's what you told me. Yeah. That's what yeah, I had to do." Has that um like it's almost like he, it's almost like a guy who's just like never had any any social situation, spent learned everything just from reading. Mm-hmm. And like so, he's really knowledgeable on like on how social situations work, but he just still he doesn't get it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, he he knows, but he doesn't understand. There yeah. is one scene in that movie though where it kind of shows a little bit of a lighter side is when he's watching TV, and he's he he watched some old TV show or something, mm-hmm. and he kind of looks at her in the room and then just starts laughing like a maniac because yeah. he thought it was so funny. But the fact that he kind of looks around the room first to to make sure that it's okay mm-hmm. for him to laugh. Even though there's no one there, yeah. Oh man, he's creepy. He you is. Know, he's and oh man. When I say I want these things, I mean that I want them now. Oh, yeah. In fact, he doesn't blink. Which oh is... yeah. He, his eyes are always like a little bit wider than normal. Yeah, like he's trying to observe everything and gather everything that's going on around him. Yeah. 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 yeah no. Uh, 
It's, uh, I mean, he's, uh, I think uh, that really, I mean, he had always been one of my favorites for a while, but that performance kind of cemented Gyllenhaal as one of my favorite actors. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, that and Prisoners. Well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah like, he was great in Prisoners. Yeah, no, I also have, like, Donnie on my list. Yeah, like, Don, another, Donnie's great. Another mm -hmm. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal character, and a yep. lot of it is because... Yep. Donnie's story is one that all, that's always related with me very personally. How about when he played the Prince of Persia? Uh, <laughs> that movie happened? I thought we all forgot about it. Uh, well, I mean, even then, he seemed like he was having fun. No, yeah, he, had, he did fine in that movie. Um, but from, from Lou Bloom to another psych, uh, kind of sociopath, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. <laughs> um, that guy's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he probably grew up to be Jigsaw. Yeah, we all know that theory, and I'm, <laughs> it holds it holds weight, man. Yeah, yeah he's nuts. Yep. But resourceful and creative and yeah. inventive and probably murdered those two men. Oh, yeah. Like, like, in real life, those two guys would be dead several times over. Yeah, like, yeah, he's 100%. so dead. Especially the paid thing. Like, you're, oh, man. you would be very dead. One yeah. took a bowling ball to the head. Yeah, 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 right to the top of yeah. the head. Uh, if you He's guys dead. have ever yeah. watched Honest Trailers, they briefly had this thing called Honest Action, where they went through uh, Home Alone, and in the second one, every time Marv gets hit in the head with a brick, it's like, Marv is dead. <laughs> Marv is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, and also just his first instinct for was to throw a fucking brick at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't, like, put down some oil and make him slip and fall. Yeah. Like, throw a turtle shell at him yeah, or he something. he just threw a brick at him. Yeah. <laughs> um, hold on. Um, and I, I'm looking at my list right now, and there's another one on here that I just want to mention. It, he's a character that has very little development, doesn't change at all, but it's still so much fun to watch, and that's Forrest Gump. Forrest oh, Gump. Yeah. Forrest I love Gump. that movie. I Forrest Gump is endearing. He's uh, so yeah. endearing because he's just a simple man. Yeah. Doing just just he's just he's doing what is right. Yeah. Or at least what he thinks is right. Yeah. You know, f going to a, a Black Panther uh, 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 building and, and punching a guy out is not a great idea <laughs> when you're wearing a Vietnam <laughs> outfit. Yeah. Um. But whatever. Uh. But I love Forrest. He. He's so, like Liam said, he's so endearing and, mm -hmm. and so easy to love. Yeah. Which is why Jenny loves him so much. On that note, fuck Jenny. Yeah, she well, gave, yeah fuck Jenny. She gave Forrest AIDS. <laughs> uh, I, I think. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, this one's a little bit more of a broader topic. Uh, just Star Wars. Characters in Star Wars. Because yep. I feel like what makes Star Wars are its characters. Yeah, yeah definitely, I, definitely. I had a feeling we were going to get to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I mean, like, even like the ori the original like Han, yeah, uh, Luke, yeah, Leia, yeah, Leia, um, yeah. Leia, Jar Jar Banks. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, even like um, I've liked pretty much every newer character they've dished out in recent mm. years. Yeah, me too. I, um, I genuinely genuinely think Kylo Ren is a brilliant character. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he's growing yeah. on me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like my problem with him in Force Awakens is that I thought the the writing was better than the performance. Mm. And I, but then by the time Last Jedi comes around, I feel like he's they really amped him up. Yeah. He really, like I think Adam Driver really grew into the character. Yeah, um, I think they didn't quite know who Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren was in Force Awakens. They weren't quite there yet. In Last right. Jedi, they're like, oh, there he is. That, um, yeah, they found him. Yeah, like uh, even like uh, the cool characters to the side, like the the junk master guy. I like him. Uncle uh, Plot? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know his name. I just call him the Portions Dude. Simon Pig. Yeah. Simon Pig played Portions. Portions. I mean, Portions. we can't deny Portions. Han. Yeah. You know? yeah. Han is another one of those ones where he's just so endearing, but such a scoundrel. Yeah. Uh, That's, I love characters like Han, mm -hmm. where, like, uh, where we're just like, 
they're very morally flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I mean, I love Solo. I think Solo is a great film. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, although his character in that movie is not the same. No. No, not the same I at do, all. In fact, I don't think he's defined very well at all in that movie. No. no. It, yeah. I, yeah. He's just kind of like a, a love, lovable idiot almost. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, which is which is tragic considering what he's like in, in the other films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like uh, – yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of just other characters in Star Wars. Well, Anakin. Um, I, like, yeah. Well, I mean, Anakin Yeah, Darth is, Vader. Yeah, Darth, <laughs> yeah, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. Um, like, uh... I would, I kind of separate the two of them, honestly. No, yeah, they, they are different people. You know, I really like, uh, I love Obi-Wan. I think mm-hmm. Obi-Wan is just such a cool character. Yeah. Um, you're um, such a big fan of Star Wars, so, like, what are your, who are your, some of your favorites? Personally, my favorite is Luke. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Well, because I, I, I love heroes, <laughs> like I said and before. And your name is Lucas. Yeah, my name is Lucas. <laughs> yeah, uh... It's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is my name. Um, but like, I, I, I love, I love the hero's journey. It's, it's like my favorite story structure. I, I, I love the reluctant hero who uh, grows into like a badass sort mm-hmm. of thing. But I, the thing I love about Luke is that even at the end, when he is the badass, he chooses nonviolence. Right. He yeah. throws down his weapon totally. and says, "I'm not going to do this. Kill me." Yeah. <laughs> basically um, yeah he takes the moral high ground yeah at, exactly at, like, yeah. most like, opportunities he takes even like walking around with the two evil dudes and cause that's essentially Return of the Jedi is it mm-hmm. not it's just like walking around the Death Star like cru- yeah. cruising around he's still just kind of like I'm gonna keep my cool my, yeah. I'm it's, a good guy it's not, it's not until Vader threatens Leia that he loses it yeah. basically mm-hmm. And then he attacks and cuts off Vader's hand, but that's when he has his moment of clarity. You know, yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> like uh, even in like uh, the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. like I, I still stand by that Jedi. they made both abs. They made every right choice. What what they did with Luke, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of people claim it's out of character, but I'm like, you know, the old. I could even speak to this being 22. Like the older you get, the more just done with everything you are. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, um, so like uh, like I honestly think that that's Hamill playing Luke at his most badass, but also kind of his most pathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, is very true. But again, in in the end of Last Jedi, Luke cho- like he, he he has the facade of choosing violence, but he's choosing nonviolence because he's not, he doesn't never once hits him. Yeah, yeah it's, he's um, always moving out of the way and shit like that. And but like the scene where Luke throws down his lightsaber and says, "You failed, Your Highness. I am a Jedi, like my father before me." It gives me shivers every time. Yeah. I've seen that scene hundreds of times. Yeah, it gives me the chills every time. Even just time. like the way the lighting is on his face, mm-hmm. where it's like, where it's like kind of half light, half dark. Yeah, when he's hiding under the stairs. Like that's always been a big motif, and I've noticed in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> you've you've noticed yeah. the light and dark motif yeah. in Star Wars. Man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you noticed that. Uh, there's also like uh, even like uh, I like Finn a lot. In fact, Finn was kind of mm-hmm. my favorite to come out of. Uh, I was at Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I know you think Ray's a Mary Sue, but uh, I've grown on which, Ray. Which, by the way, is a very sexist term. You, oh you have grown on Ray. I've Ray gr- has not grown on you. I've, you know, I've come around. I've come around a little bit more on Ray. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was the directions they took her in Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and me remembering is that part of a point of Star Wars is that anybody can kind of come from anywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I, I genuinely love Ray. I think Ray's too. a great character. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To, in the first mo- in uh, Force Awakens, sh- there's not a, really a whole lot for her to do. No, it's um, the same. The same with Luke and exa- Je- in uh, New Hope. Exactly. But, yeah. And, and then in uh, Last Jedi, she she honestly she grows quite a lot. Yeah. And but learns a lot is, about who she is as a as a person. Yeah. One of the interesting things, though, I found just e- even starting just in Force Awakens, she does not shy away from the dark side. 
No. She's not scared of it at all. Like, no. even in Force Awakens, when she knocks Kylo down, she's going over there to kill him. Yeah. Like, she's it's, gonna it's in her eyes. She rages yeah. on her the face. Fighting in uh, in all of those movies is pretty, like, I like how it's a lot more aggressive. and mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, not like the flippy. Yeah, it's, le- it's less of a dance. It's more of a fight. Yeah, like, right. I like, um, I'm trying to think. I, a lot of people complain about her. I liked Holdo. I think, uh, yeah, I honestly I think Holdo. Holdo was completely in the right with everything. Oh, yeah. Yep. Poe was being a dick. <laughs> He's being an idiot. Poe was being awful. He's, he's yeah. insubordinate. Yeah. Yeah. He um, just got demoted for getting their entire bomber fleet killed. Of course they're not going to let them know his, their secrets. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, you can't be trusted. You're a flyboy. You, uh, <laughs> um, it's also irritating because, like, uh, with that, because I'm like, I, I know people like Poe, and, like, they mm-hmm. just never seem to, like, I'm like, no, think about your decisions for yeah. one moment. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like, like Caesar says in the beginning of Don of Planet of the Apes. Think before you act. Yeah, right. Like, except, uh, he, except he does it in sign language. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, I thought DJ was really cool. Yeah, DJ's yeah. I like. Yeah. I think a lot of it's because he's so different. Yeah. Like, well, uh, the thing is, I, I think it's kind of interesting because he's kind of a Han Solo character, um, but he doesn't go the way that Han Solo did. Right? Yeah, like, he's, they kind of lead to it when, like, he gives her back the thing and, like, uh, but then he's just like, yeah, I got, we got caught. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to we do? We got caught, man. <laughs> like, fuck. I don't know. I think my favorite is, like, when he leaves, uh, is when mm-hmm. he leaves all they, like, they say, I think they say something like, uh, like you're wrong or something. He just looks at him. He's like, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that line. That was so good. Yeah, God. it's like, uh, you know, and also like, when was the last time you saw a Star Wars character with a stutter? I thought that was a nice, cool yeah, little it was touch. a really nice little touch. Yeah, that was like fun. just because like uh, you can, uh, was it like you could be so good at like something, but then like you kind of have to have like that one maybe like little tick or insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, also, mm-hmm. how will we not talk about Yoda? Yeah. How have we not talked about Yoda? That's bullshit. Yeah, Yoda is the fucking bomb. <laughs> oh, he yeah. is. Yoda, he's so good. I love how Yoda, they, Yoda, yeah. when Go they on. introduce him, um, he's just like a little gremlin. Yeah, it's <laughs> not what you're expecting He's a little all. troll. Yeah. If, if, like, if you're going to the Star Wars blind, if you're going to the Empire blind, you have no idea who Yoda is. That's not what you expect. You're yeah. told he's this great warrior, and he's this little green dude who's like, mm, yeah, he's like poking shit. Yeah. yeah. No, mine, mine, mine. <laughs> There's also to be uh, fair, he sorry, Liam. He also hadn't seen a human being in well over what sixty years or something. Like, at it, that point. it was more like thirty. Okay, but still, that's a that's a massive impact yeah. on anybody, yeah, let like, alone oh, a yeah. Jedi master. Yeah, especially if you're a hermit, like you could go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, like, uh, I also like his faint scene in Last Jedi is one of the most inspiring oh, scenes I so saw good. last year. I think a lot of it is because if it says anything about my values, it's like, uh, I was at what Yoda and what Last Jedi ends up being about in the end. I find like, uh, like it's something that I've always I always try to morally take to heart, like just how important it is to find value in your in your mistakes as much mm-hmm. as your successes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Even more than your successes, I think. Yeah, like uh, you you learn a lot more from failing than you do from uh, always succeeding. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, All right, I want to give Lucas his time of day when it comes to Star Wars. So give give us your Star Wars rundown. I, I already did with Luke. Oh, yeah. okay. That's pretty much it, eh? <laughs> All right. Although Darth, obviously Darth Vader's the, the fucking best villain ever. In my oh, opinion. totally. He's yeah. up there for sure. No, he, he's not only imposing and terrifying, he's also funny. Yeah, he, he has yeah. some really good jokes in the Empire. Like when he, he chokes Captain Nita out, he's like, apology accepted. <laughs> another, uh, <laughs> he chokes another guy out, and he's like, congratulations, you've been promoted. No, he doesn't actually say that, but he walks over, he's like, admiral. Right. Um, it's great. Are there, who are other characters, are there, who are some characters that really, really identify with you guys? Because I, I know on my list, I have a number of ones where like, where like, I think why I like them so much is partially because of 
uh, what is it? I feel like I relate with them a lot. Well, like mm-hmm. you like, talked about Hiccup and mm-hmm. I said Max and Marty. Um, but one that I I really want to talk about is uh, Marge Gunderson from Oh yes, Fargo. yes, yes. Um, she's oh, okay, yeah, yeah. great. Um, because mm-hmm. she's just so morally right. You know, she, yeah. she she only ever concerns about what is right. Yeah. Um. Even when she's talking to somebody, uh, the movie's more than twenty years old. I can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> when when they're talking in the and she's arrested. Um. Uh. What's his name? Um. Uh. Peter Stormare. Yeah. Peter Stormare's character, and, and he's in the back of the, the the police cruiser, and she's just like all for a little bit of money. <laughs> and, she, and she's just like scolding him but she's yeah. doing it in such a way where she's like she's very motherly yeah you know she's still just trying to be like you did the wrong thing yeah we yeah. need uh, and also just as a cop Mar- uh, marge makes ev- ev- every mis- right decision she is the best cop ever put on film yeah, yeah. we need she does everything like yeah, right do. she's really a do. great investigator she's a great uh, interrogator she's a great person yeah. <laughs> uh, when she's uh, when she's threatened like she only shoots to wound and that's when she just doesn't have another option yeah like when yeah. she shoots peter peter stromer's character at the end of the movie she she's aiming at his head and then tilts down and shoots him in the leg because mm-hmm. she knows she's like i'm not gonna kill him like why would i do that yeah yeah, yeah. And, like she also questions him in the car when she's driving him back yeah. it's like how i imagine uh my brother was when uh he was getting picked up by the cops <laughs> um i mean i you you asked who we identify with a lot and and like i mean i can't really say i'm i'm a marge but um if there anybody i do identify with i guess it would be tj detweiler from uh recess <laughs> oh yeah uh, a bit of a schemer a uh, bit of a schemer yeah a uh, hustler yeah. well i'm not really a hustler yeah <laughs> i just like his cool clothes and his hair um, yeah <laughs> like ones that really come out for me are like uh brody from all rats mm-hmm, um totally. like uh dante i'm, I'm a yeah. dante yeah obviously yes dante from clerks um like uh like part of why Ball Rats is one of my favorite comedies is because of Brody. Like, uh, like I see so much of myself that I'm like very comic book obsessed. Uh, quickly prone to anger and uh, just uh, like and like uh, kind of like his girl girlfriend kind of sees him as a child because uh, on this episode of Liam uh, dives deep into his psyche. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not really my accurate because I don't have a girlfriend, but. Uh, what about you, Lucas? Anybody you can really identify with? I, I, I already talked about Hiccup, Hiccup. but um, I really love BoJack from BoJack Horseman. Yeah, totally. I think I, I genuinely think that there's something about BoJack that anyone can relate to, because mm-hmm. like he's he is a not just broken, he's a shattered person. Right. Yeah. Horse. <laughs> he's, he's barely functional. Like he's. I don't. I don't. Know, I don't know what else to really say because, like, I, I want people to experience the show for what it is. I don't really want to spoil anything. Yeah. From what like, I have seen, he he's. He is one of those very few characters that can be relatable to almost anybody. Yeah, I, th- I think pretty much anyone can see themselves in Bojack at some point, mostly in their failings, because mm-hmm. Bojack is a failed person. Yeah. Let's right. put it that way. He's hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> I also really love Todd. Yeah, Bojack, Todd's He's great. great. Uh, He's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm going to ramble off a couple right now. Please excuse me. Um, E.T., Ah, uh, who doesn't mm. love E.T.? Uh, mm-hmm. He's just so Unless great. you're one of those weird people who are scared of E.T. That monkey is so great. I, I was terrified of him as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I was absolutely terrified I, of E.T. I, that's I've never understood. Were. So many people have told me that they were scared of E.T. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Inigo Montoyo from uh, Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. You know, really great. Vengeful, mm-hmm. but for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then charismatic. And at the end, and... he's like, I've been in the revenge business for so long, I, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, yeah. And then they ride off into the sunset, yeah. going off to do something else. Yeah. Um, 
please. The book please, ends very differently, but let's go on. I've heard, yeah. <laughs> please excuse me for this one, but Lester Burnham uh, from American Beauty. Uh, oh, okay. Kevin Spacey, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in context, he's knowing yes, things, it's yes. very creepy, but mm-hmm. if you can somehow find a way to silence all of your knowledge of, of him being so gross, yeah. um, mm-hmm. he is he's a really good character. And then my final one is Daniel Plainview. From oh, there will be Daniel like, Plainview is a oh, great yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. probably one of the most um, vicious human beings to ever be put on film in terms of being both a very strong protagonist, but also a very vicious and vile antagonist. Because mm-hmm. and he's and he is the reason why he functions so well is because he is his own villain mm-hmm. and self sabotage, but also victorious at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, because, uh, what is it, There Will Be Blood follows one of my favorite story structures, which is where you have somebody, like, uh, who does all these terrible things, and they just sort of rode away until they're nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, like in There Will Be Blood, you, when you first meet Daniel, like, you think he's kind of presented as, like, this outspoken, charismatic man of a people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, but there's still a part of you where it's like, I don't know if I believe him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as it goes, you realize that Daniel is a cold, evil man who hates humanity and just yeah, wants yeah. to take this town and profiteer off of it for all it's worth. Yeah, he's very gross. Yeah, um, another one that uh, I, I really, really, really like, uh, kind of for the same reasons you love Marge, is Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically the MCU version. I haven't read any of the comics. But uh, he's just always doing his best to do the right thing. Right. And so I, just, I just love that. It, it <laughs> his focus is, is he wants to save humanity. Yeah. But and he wants to make sure that it's done right. Mm-hmm. Be the best, like be the best hero he can be. Yeah. Um. Do you think that he was in the right in Civil War? Or? Uh, I don't really think there was necessarily a right side in Civil no. War. Yeah, because he did things there where like uh, it's the same in the comic where it's like he does things where I'm like I don't support that and yeah. Same with uh, Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. In Civil War, I feel like it's it's something had to be done and they had to make a decision. Yeah. And. You can't say whether one was right or wrong. It no. just had to be made. Okay, well, I like, guess I, I, I 100% understand Cap's point of view. Like, to him, he just, um, excuse me, uh, he needed, he needs to have his autonomy. Because, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't necessarily, I don't, I don't think he doesn't trust other people to make the right decisions. But to him, he's the one who's going in there. He's the one who's doing it. So he should be the one making those decisions. Yes. Yes, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And that, and when you look at it like that, it is very understandable. Yeah. Um, and like uh, November's uh, Iron Man, where it's like, it's like, no, we we've made a lot of mistakes. We need mm-hmm. to be held accountable for it. No, yeah. Which um, which is also correct. Yeah, actually. totally. Like, uh, yeah. It's it's something where you kind of, it's it's two choices that are both correct and incorrect at the same time. And right. It's a very morally complicated situation, and both of them just did the best they could. Yeah. It's. Two plus two is four, but so is one plus three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, just on the subject of characters from like comic books, like uh, probably one of my favorites. I talked about him pretty extensively in the last episode is Daredevil. Okay. And like, uh, so uh, a lot of I don't know if a lot of our viewers know, but Daredevil is uh, next to Batman is my favorite superhero. And a lot of it with uh, Daredevil is not it's not because uh, just because I think he's really interesting when written properly and and like he's been put in and told in excellent stories. But I also think he's a great role model because, like, most superheroes have an ability added on to them. Like, uh, whether it be night vision or, like, super strength or, like, uh, uh, what is it, a mech suit. Uh, he, had some, he had an ability taken away from him, like, mm-hmm. in the sense that he's blind. 
And I feel like it shows that, like, even when the worst things happen to you, you can still make the most out of what you have. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I, and that's another thing that I've been throwing this around a lot, but I find very inspiring. Okay, right on. Um, and speaking of characters with uh, a type of um, disability, I, re I watched um, The Dragon Prince recently on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's, a, there's a deaf mute character in it. Really? And she is the coolest person. That's cool. Like, we... she, she's, a, she's a badass. She's like a captain like a, or a general or whatever of the army. And the first time you see her, uh, the, the kids, the main characters, are like trying to get her to not go in the house because their friend who's an elf is in there. And, but she, they're like, oh, the door's locked. And she just walks, up, walks over, kicks the door open, and signs, I don't believe in locks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I watched the first, uh, like, the first episode. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The animation's weird. Yeah, the animation, they, they, it's like, where did all the frames go? Yeah. <laughs> like it's running at 12 frames a second or something like that. They but, did say um, that the next season they're going to fix it. Good. Do good you have any, anybody else on your list that you want to really uh, mention? Let's see. Da, 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 da. We talked about pretty much everyone. Uh, Louise from Arrival. Oh, yes. I yes. really, really like her. Mostly because yeah. I just love Amy Adams and everything yeah. she's in. But, like, I think she's such an interesting character. And I, 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 I said this with Luke, too, but, like, I love characters who specifically choose nonviolence. Right. Yeah, it's... Yeah, no, like... That's, uh, like, her whole driving force. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. she's desperately trying to stop a war. <laughs> right. Yeah, pushing for, like, the importance of communication and diplomacy and mm -hmm. not just, like, big guns. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to spoil the twist in it, but, like... It's, it's mind-bending. The choice she makes at the end is heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. Yeah, because she knows she's got, like, yeah, to I don't, yeah, maintain, I wanna... maintain what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, like, she decides it's worth it despite what oh, happens. Yeah, it's gut-wrenching. Oh, man, it's so good. Anybody uh, else on your list, Liam? Uh, I've got a few. Uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I think Belle oh, is yeah. kind of, like, yeah, the yeah. perfect role model for young girls. Yeah. Like, uh, and that's why the Stockholm Syndrome argument drives me up the fucking wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's not necessarily. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, that's not how Stockholm Syndrome works. <laughs> right. Um, Buffy. We didn't yeah. really talk about Buffy. Uh, was it? Well, oh, yeah. the most relatable character for me on that show is Xander, like I talked about oh, yeah. in an earlier episode. Zan upon rewatches, Xander's kind of a shit. <laughs> yeah. He's a, well, I mean, like, because he's just kind of a normal loser. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm always kind of a sucker for that. Like, uh, I mean, like, I'm the king of poorly timed jokes, uh, <laughs> uh, lame references. Uh, if we're going Buffyverse, uh, I know you haven't seen Angel, but Wesley and Angel oh. has a great character. Arc. Yeah, because Wesley's in Buffy. Yeah, 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 he is. And he's, he's a bumbling idiot yeah. in that one, but, like, he has, he has an incredible storyline in Angel. Oh, I've been told that he turns into kind of a badass by he the does. end. He does. And, like, there's a scene where he has to choose between the woman he loves and his father. And without hesitation, he chooses the woman because he has a very bad reputation with his father. Right. And I don't, I don't really want to spoil what happens. I will. It's fine. Yeah. He, he shoots his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, it turns out that that wasn't his dad, but at the time he believed it. Right. Without hesitation, just shoots his dad several times. Wow. In it's I great. Mean, also on, uh, also on here, I've got Mal uh, from Firefly. Right. Oh, yeah. Like Mal kind of encompasses everything I love about uh, Han, but kind of has his own pizzazz. Who's Jewel yeah. State's character on that? Kaylee. Kaylee. Kaylee's also Kaylee's so She's endearing great. and uh, and um, what's her name? Not Rose McGowan. Um, uh, oh, on that note, Sydney Prescott yes. from from Scream. Scream is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Of I was just watching Scream last night. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. Um, I I would like to make a special uh, shout out to Lori Strode from Halloween. Great character, but also um, her mom. Um, in uh, in Psycho, I can't remember the character's name, but mm -hmm. um, really great, fucking kind of a garbage person, but you know, yeah. and you know, gets murdered, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also on here, I have uh, 
Bender from uh, Futurama. Uh, yeah, and Leela. Leela's yeah. dope. Um, and Fry. Call it... Um, also, I just got to ramble through these real quick. Um, Homer, Bart, Marge, Lisa, Maggie. <laughs> um, see, uh, like, uh, Spike Spiegel, um, just because, like, he kind of falls into the... Uh, whole um like archetype of like the rogue and bounty hunter type yeah but he's a lot more just but he's also just kind of just really laid back and like just like well, i don't care mm-hmm. um like and i find and i think that's just really cool uh there's uh i talked to i mentioned donnie earlier uh hawkeye my favorite avenger oh, um, yeah yeah just like i don't know what it is it's just like uh I have this weird thing for archery-themed superheroes. That's weird, like, because if Lord of the Rings, I'm like, oh, this elf is lame. He just stands around and shoot it, shoots arrows. Or, um, uh, what is it? I wasn't really into Robin Hood as a kid. Or, mm-hmm. um, I think it's more so that I like his humor. And, like, yeah, how he's, he's still funny. very dry. And, yeah. like, uh, and he's kind of, like, just, he's most human of uh, the Avengers also, especially in the movies. Yeah. Like, the whole point is that he's the one who kind of keeps them grounded. And I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, I'm trying to see if I have anyone else on here. Daria. Yeah, I knew um, you were gonna say Daria. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I I was a Daria in high school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and a, like very, like uh, sarcastic, and like yeah. I did not get involved with like any cliques or like clubs or anything. I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some some that I'm gonna rattle off. Um, basically all the characters from The Good Place. Yes. Oh man, <laughs> Eleanor. Oh, and Tahani and Jason yeah. and Chidi and, and Janet and, and Michael. Michael. They're all great. Uh, also, uh, we talked about Sean. them. Yeah, Sean. I love Sean. Mark Evan Jackson's is so good in everything. He's funny. He's hilarious. Uh, he kind of plays the same character in everything, but it, it's great. Uh, also, we talked about a little bit in the previous cast, but uh, Uncle Iroh and Zuko. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. them so much. Um, you know, uh, Toph also comes up yeah, for me. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Iroh is kind of like, he's like Verisho's equivalent of Yoda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Basically. Like, uh, yeah. Pretty much. He, he's he's funny. He's jolly. In one episode, he gets mugged, but he's like, your stance is shit, man. Let's fix this. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. He, and, uh, then he, and then he sits him down. They have tea. And he's like, no, no, I believe in you. You can do whatever you want. And he's like, I should quit crime. Uh, yeah, no, there's also, like, what's cool about him also is that he is a very wise leader, but he's also just an old guy trying to enjoy his retirement. Yeah, yeah. basically. He's like, I just want to play five show and drink tea, man. Um, and to a point where he, like, essentially... Sends everyone on a wild goose chase because he's missing a piece. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to ramble off a couple more. I love uh, April Ludgate from Parks and Recreation, Leslie Nope, Anne Perkins. Uh, fantastic. Three really great characters. Andy Dwyer, Ron Swanson. They're very funny. Michael Scott from The Office mm-hmm. is really funny. Um, Dwight Schrute. Mm-hmm. Um, who yeah. else? Jim, no, fuck Jim. Jim's a douche. Uh, kind of a, Jim, uh, kind of yeah, Jim's a douche. Um, so is Pam. I don't like either of them. Mm. Honestly, even though that's the driving force of the fucking series, it's garbage. Yeah, um, if so. any, okay, I put this on my Facebook a little while ago. Jim and Pam suck. Andy and April from the Parks and Rec go all the way. Love it. Because they don't pussyfoot around that shit. They just love each other. They yeah. get married really fast. And it's awesome. Well, it's I mean, gorgeous. Isn't Andy an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> and also he's Chris Pratt. There's this really great line in, in when they, they were shooting Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, they happened to be in, um, in uh, Washington, D.C., and Andy and this character uh, named Ben Wyatt are talking, and Andy says, uh, no, Ben says to him, just like, you, so you just like stopped drinking beer? And he's like, yeah, I lost like 80 pounds. <laughs> and he's like, how much beer were you drinking? And he's like, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when he was. That's why he gets so buff. Is yeah. he was, he was, I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched much uh, Parks and Rec. But one 
line that I found absolutely hysterical, which is apparently improv, was, uh, I think it was Leslie was sick or something, and she's walking by, and he's at his computer. He's like, I typed your symptoms into this computer here, and apparently you have network connectivity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, um, anybody else? Let's see. Um, nope. I, there, there's a lot of characters I love, but we've been talking to them. Yeah, so yeah. I think we should probably wrap things yeah, up. Yeah, we'll wrap things up. Uh, uh, this has been our uh, characters episode. I assume we'll probably do another one at some point. Probably. Later. It's, uh, it's a great topic. It really gives us a chance to talk about some of our favorite movies, but also some of our favorite characters. And, um, hopefully next time we talk more about like comic books and books and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And like I said before, some of our favorite fan fictions. Yeah, like, um, I have a lot. Like I have a lot of characters on my list that I couldn't. That we just didn't have time for. Like so many from comics and oh, like. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Wonder Woman's pretty great. Oh, that's pretty uh, cool. I think Lex is an excellent villain. Yeah. Um, the question. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we just said <laughs> we just said no, and then we got going. It's like. Um, okay. Okay. We're gonna stop now. But anyway, this character. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Thundercast. Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. My name's Christian. My name's Lucas. And I'm Liam. Ooh, we, we fumbled that yeah, one. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Let's try it again. All just right. for our, just for our audience at home. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya.